Hello and greetings to everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Radio and Youth Podcast, produced by Youth for Environmental Education and Development Foundation. It's me, Preeti Sakka, your host for today's episode. We are celebrating this month of August as the month of International Youth Day. This year, 2021, the International Youth Day has been themed as transforming food systems, youth innovation for human and planetary health. Likewise to the theme of International Youth Day, today we are going to talk about the importance of food system and the food system scenario in the context of Nepal. I feel very honored to be hosting today's episode with our eminent speaker. For our episode today, we have Dr. Abid Hussain as our guest speaker. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you very much, Preeti, for inviting me for this podcast. Very important podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, sir. Um, before jumping into the list of queries and questions that I have, let me introduce Dr. Abid to you all. Dr. Abid Hussain is currently working as food security economist at Isimot and supervises a group on social economics and research methods within Isimot's livelihood team. He has around 17 years of experience in research, development, and policy processes. He also served as management positions in financial sector and as a faculty member in the economics department of public sector universities in Pakistan. He has published book chapters and technical reports, several articles in peer-reviewed international journals. He is also a member of editorial board of two journals, Humanities and Social Science Communication. Nature and PLOS 1. Along with that, he is also contributing author of Cross Chapter 5 on Mountains of the IPCC AR6 Working Group 2. A single day must not be enough to describe all his experience and contributions he has done till then. We are really very glad to have you with us today. Once again, welcome to the podcast and all of us look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much, Star. talk about the food systems in our episode today it is really fun to know what really is food system food system has been defined in many different ways is by many experts on their own i understand food system as the sum of actors and interactions along the food value chain if you had to define food systems how would you define them and what does the food system actually mean thank you very much priti food systems is very complex concept actually it looks simple and mostly people think that it's about food production so complexity of food systems can be understood as a channel food channel starting from production and ending in food waste management so all of the stages in food channel are covered including production processing transportation consumption and even food waste management and all activities under each aspect or stage i mentioned and across stages are interconnected like a web so whenever all these activities interlink under the stages of a food system or across stages so we call it a web or this web is called food systems so issues in food systems are broadly categorized as economic social environmental and technical so food systems are expected to contribute to the dimensions of food security right 
we all know the dimensions of food security are availability accessibility utilization stability sustainability and agency mm-hmm. so in short food systems are a kind of stages starting from production and ending in food waste management and these stages are expected to contribute to dimensions of food security right so absolutely right like food system is not only in the sectors of production or not only in the sectors of consumption which we have been observing in general till today a lot of people just observe food system in the process of agriculture and production or else in the sectors of consumption only but there is the matter of disposal there is the matter of transportation and all the different aspects in the food system that is equally to be considered and brought into consideration in every equal step so we will continue talking about the food systems in our conversations ahead um so since you have been working in this sector for so many years for now i just wanted to know like in the past as well there has been several career options to work with amongst all of those you chose to work with food system what was your inspiration to work in this specific sector that you have chosen what was your motivation or your trigger point that encouraged you to choose this sector and work for it as your career just very important question as all we know that food is the basic need and one of the biggest challenges in our region particularly in developing countries like nepal pakistan bhutan bangladesh and other countries in our region so since childhood actually i have been passionate to support vulnerable and food insecure people particularly in marginal areas including mountains so i started traveling to vulnerable areas including mountains and try to see the difficulties of life people are facing over there and challenges they are facing in terms of food security right so after getting inspired i started formally working in food systems or food security areas uh, in 2003 and onward i am working in this area and already 17 years i'm working in Right so that's really very encouraging for the ones who are seeking for career options as well i hope that your story or your journey as in this career subject will inspire many other young people and many other people working in different sectors to work in the sectors of food systems in the upcoming days as well uh, talking more on this the journey of yours in this sector proves that you have been working in this sector for several years now since you mentioned you started back in 2003 so it has been a long time you have been working in this sector and i also heard that you have spent a lot of time here in nepal as well so i just wanted to know what is the present scenario of food system in nepal looks like like how is the trajectory of the food system changing here in nepal uh, can you also share us about the impacts of covid on the food system as well as the many challenges and the problems that you see here in the food system of nepal thank you very much it's also very important question first of all i would like to respond to the first part of your questions the scenario of food systems in nepal currently around 20% population nepal is food insecure and if we see the households uh because nepal is mountain area and most of the uh, land in nepal is mountainous more than 80% and the physical challenges are faced in food systems of nepal and also this country is vulnerable to climatic non climatic hazards 
So in year, every year around 50% households in Nepal, they face somehow some way transitory or chronic food insecurity in some parts of year or for several months. And agriculture, including forestry, fisheries, cropping, livestock, contributes around 24% to GDP. And contribution of agriculture, forestry, and livestock fisheries is declining over time. So in 2000, the contribution of this sector was around 39%. In 2010, it was around 33%. It means over time, contribution of agriculture is declining. And people's focus on non-agriculture income is increasing and share of remittances are increasing in GDP. It means people are paying more attention to remittances and non-agricultural income sources. Our larger surveys are also indicating that uh, though agriculture, livestock and other allied sectors, they are part of income sources of 90% households in Nepal, but remain main income source for only 18% households. And one of the bigger challenges that uh, youth of this country is also uh, losing interest in agriculture. I think this is one of the major challenges why out-migration is so high in Nepal. So overall, agriculture diversity and dietary diversity are also declining. And in last couple of decades, it, these aspects have declined significantly. Right. So like, how do you see the impact of COVID on the food system? COVID has induced uh, short-term or long-term impacts in food systems of Nepal. Mm. If I consider the short-term impacts, uh, for example, disruption of supply chain was one of the major challenges because of lockdown, supply chains disrupted, food could not be moved or transported to distant mountain areas. Mm. And then a lot of people who were out migrants returned to Nepal. It posed challenge to food reserves also and it brought some positive impact also for example out migrants they returned and got engaged in agricultural activities and one of the negative challenges was in the short term panic buying when covid hit nepal and mm-hmm. there were rumors that cases are rising and there will be lockdown people started panic buying it induced food shortages in market and ultimately resulted in high prices. Very short term rise in prices, but it was there. If we see the long term impacts of COVID, of course, the returning migrants who could not return to their destination place, they are facing layoffs. Layoffs mean partial or permanent uh, loss of jobs they are facing. Of course, it has impact on purchasing power of people. Mm not only purchasing power of food, also impacting the uh, their accessibility to health services. Mm-hmm. And another thing, whenever there is shock, there is always high likelihood of inorganic and non-sustainable practices. So there is likelihood during the recovery process, people will have tendency to shift towards inorganic and non-sustainable practices. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, like the situation of Nepal in context of food system, is seems to be quite challenging at the present day moment, including the impacts of climate change and COVID that has exacerbated the impacts here in Nepal. Like um, 
as you said, there has been the issue of price hike. There has been the issue of productivity because there is the lack of arable land now. There is the problem of urbanization. There is the problem of population growth and population demand and many other issues as well. So we hope that these challenges could be overcome in the nearby future by the engagement and participation of young people like us. We hope that uh, young people like us, as you said, that very few, only very few are being interested to work in this sector. We hope that in the future, in the nearby future, many people, many young people like us get engaged in this sector. There's the scope of organic production. There's the scope of other different practices as well that can be incorporated in day-to-day lives as well. So we will talk about more on this. So as we see a lot of challenges growing day by day in the sectors of food system and the food security in our communities and in our country these days, uh, moving ahead uh, based on the present day scenario, how do you visualize the future of the food system in context of Nepal? Like how is the food system expected to look like in the near future? Yes. First of all, let me in one or two lines, the major challenges which need to be caught oh, okay. to visualize in a positive the food systems of Nepal. For example, challenges related to sustainability uh, or stability of food systems. If mm-hmm. I see the short term, short term in um, issues related to stability of food. Mm-hmm. Mode accessibility of market is not adequate. and supply chains are not stable and extreme weather conditions or climatic conditions are a big challenge because Nepal is very vulnerable to climate change and climate change induced hazards like flood, droughts, landslides. And in the long term also these climatic and non-climatic hazards pose challenges to uh, food systems in Nepal. In addition to these challenges, Agrobiodiversity loss is one of the bigger challenges. The shift from organic to inorganic farming is a challenge, as I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. And more workload on women because of uh, rapid out-migration right. of youth and changes in dietary habits are big mm-hmm. challenges. So in future, there will be challenges for Nepal and all these challenges have to be coped through policy, solutions and research. In future, stable, sustainable food system with improved resilience to climatic and non-climatic shocks are need to be planned. Such systems need to be diverse, flexible, value-added and employment generating. It will help making significant progress towards achieving sustainable development goal, particularly the goal two on ending hunger and achieving sustainability in food systems. Right. So it means all these major challenges require equal attention, mm. not only climate. Right. As I mentioned, agro-biodiversity, population-related challenges, and dietary diversity-related challenges. Mm. So uh, you absolutely mentioned right that agriculture or the food system is not only to be looked after through a single lens only. Like it is not only to be looked after from the sector of economy. It is not only to be looked after the sector of climate change or developmental aspect but each and every sector should identify food system as an essential component of their 
under their priority. Like food system is to be kept under priority of action to combat the rising challenges in the nearby future, so that we ensure everybody has good quality food to have in the tables every single day. They do not have to struggle uh, every day to have a bite of meal even. So we hope that we have a very good future, nearby future, with the engagement of experts like you, young people like us, and the upcoming generation behind us as well. So as you mentioned, there are a lot of things to be done in the nearby future. There are still many, many, many problems and obstacles to be overcome in order to ensure sustainable and resilient food systems in our communities. So what are the major areas or major responsibility holders for the further improvement of the food system? What do you have to say on this? Yes, first of all, I think improved land use planning is required. Because Nepal's ecology and agro uh, ecological potentials are very diverse. Mm. We have Tirai, we have hill areas, we have mountain areas. Within these ecological zones, also a lot of diversity: dry mountain, wet mountain ranges, snow-packed mountain. So land use planning is required because with changing climate, also agroecologies are changing. For example, high altitude areas were not that suitable for cultivation, particularly beyond 3,000 meters above sea level. About several areas are now suitable for cultivation of vegetables. It means agroecologies are changing with changing climate and new uh, land use planning is required. Another thing very important, particularly in the context of mountains, market accessibility, and uh, establishment of collection centers and value addition is required. And uh, we cannot only focus on producing the raw production in agriculture. There has to be value addition to attract consumers, to create some sort of attraction for them. So value added products are important. And then we have to identify the uh, true potential of mountain products. For example, mountain products may not be competitive in terms of price, may not be competitive in terms of use of technology, may be competitive in terms of few characters, for example, organic. If mountains have good potential in organic production, if organic potential, that potential is branded as a strength of mountain products, that will benefit the mountain communities. Mm -hmm. And it will also improve the local consumption of food within Nepal, safe uh, consumption of food. The need to be given more attention towards dietary diversity mm. because mostly we focus on the production diversity. We say farmers improve agrobiodiversity mostly in policies and conferences, events we talk about agrobiodiversity. We have equally to focus on the consumption side. Uh, awareness, through awareness campaigns, we have to uh, motivate youth particularly and within household, some media campaigns are required to promote dietary diversity. When dietary diversity is promoted, people have adequate awareness. It will generate or induce high demand for diverse products. Mm. So it will be a kind of pull and push factor from both supply and demand side. And gender and social inclusion are important. The issues with women are different. Mm. More workload on women, they are not getting adequate diverse diet as male members have access to, especially in the case of disasters or climate-induced other hazards, 
women they have to face a lot of challenges mm-hmm. so uh, gender and social inclusion are important in policies and actions and another thing very important integration of non farm income uh, activities are also need to be integrated mm-hmm. because not only agriculture or income from agriculture contribute to food system or food security non agriculture income also contribute in improve the purchasing power of people to purchase diverse food so it's also important as i mentioned the use of skills of out migrants for local economy is also important for example you they are out migrating we cannot stop migration we can slow migration but there is also potential to use their skills what they learned abroad to use those skills ict skills technological skills their capacities some innovations in data management research in value addition that can be used in local food systems right. yeah so um there are a lot of rooms of improvement in the nearby future and i hope that the core responsibility holders or the concerned authorities have a close look to these challenges that are to be overcome in the nearby future to ensure everybody's safety and security in the sectors of food and food security food and food system in the nearby future so talking about this nowadays there has been a lot of concepts on resilience building and sustainable development as well similarly in context of food system as well so what do you think is to be done to ensure resilient and sustainable food system for all like what could be the roles of an individual or the roles of communities and other concerned authorities on this this is a very important question if we talk about the concept of resilience of course it's not only the capacity or ability of systems to absorb the shock external shock but also the ability and capacity of systems to recover better so to achieve resilience food systems need to be flexible diverse as i mentioned earlier for example diversity comes through integration of livestock diverse varieties and species of crops integration of poultry livestock everything so whenever some hazard or shock if food systems are diverse so there is always flexibility for example if crops are damaged there is option with farmers and communities to save their livestock are tree plants like fruits or nuts so there has to be flexibility and diversity number one and another thing very important climate resilient planning mm. so keeping in view the climate change as i mentioned agroecologies are changing climate zones are changing according to climate zone ecological zones new land use planning is required according to uh, the ecological zones crop cultivation can be planned and within those ecological zone diversity has to be maintained mm. and another thing uh, the role of stakeholders is important right. for example government has the most important role uh, without any doubt but it doesn't mean government has to do everything all other stakeholders like academicians researchers students youth technicians everybody has their role for example researchers and data scientists need to produce reliable data and robust evidences mm-hmm. and implementers or practitioners need to come up with uh, economically socially and environmentally viable and tested solutions mm-hmm. it will help the government to formulate evidence based policies right. with high effectiveness and impact mm-hmm. and another thing uh, very important solution need 
to take into account all three dimensions of sustainability mm-hmm. social economic and environment mostly government policy and plans they pay more attention mm-hmm. and even local or farmers they pay more attention to economic aspects but we have to think about the social and environmental aspects also for example if one crop is uh, high yielding and mm-hmm. where market value of that crop is higher most of the farmers they shift towards that crop they see market returns or economic benefits right. but if you see the sustainability and resilience of food system in the long run diversity in system even if some crops do not have that much market value but their presence is important to keep the diversity in food system and to ensure the diverse diets those crops have to be featured in food systems so it's important to take into all three dimensions not only economic dimensions right so it's quite essential that as you said each and every stakeholders at different levels need to identify their roles need to be sensitized on their roles and need to understand the importance of resilient and sustainable food system for our nearby future and we hope that through this a podcast as well some of the listeners would learn on their responsibilities to build up a resilient and sustainable food system not only for themselves but their families their dear ones their friends their community and the nation as a whole because every small step from one individual can also make a big difference in the nearby future now as i mentioned in the very beginning since we are marking the international youth day let us talk about youth engagement and participation in this sector as well what do you think about the participation of youths in this sectors are the upcoming generation really interested to work in this sector this is very important question priti youth okay. role is very important very very important in agriculture not only in agriculture in overall food systems uh in modern era agriculture and food systems innovations and technically advanced solutions are not possible without youth engagement they can bring all these aspects they are more trained more aware of technology even if they are out migrants they can come back with skills capacity and technology they can introduce i can give you several examples for example case i observed while returning from langtang to uh, kathmandu right. it was nearby chilme mm-hmm. one pal born engineer he returned from south korea he established tunnel farming vegetable farming mm-hmm. he was doing very progressive farming and earning very good income so yeah. we can see that the young guy he inspired us farmers also and he triggered adoption of tunnel farming advanced technology is among other farmers also several other cases in kathmandu also i have seen one of the farm that farm has actually turned into a technology transfer so youth role is very important right if i see uh, uh, the nepal case in terms of out migration of youth around 40% farming households in nepal they have out migrants and majority are youth and during the critical periods of agriculture activities or post harvest activities around 26% farming household they face labor shortages okay. it put pressures on women and uh, uh, because of these labor shortages difficult for women to maintain the diversity and to control or conduct the marketing activities 
all these activities can be done in a best way by youth but attracting youth is also very difficult so government need to uh, incentivize youth in involvement through financial incentives through subsidies through some support for startups for youth because if in economics if uh, better alternatives are available not only youth any person any community they will shift to that alternative so here in agriculture incentivization is very important in government policies to attract youth and keep youth in mountain areas particularly so in short youths involvement is very important even if i consider the consumption side uh, uh, the dietary habits are very related to youth if youth are sensitized that we have to consume diverse food we have to maintain dietary diversity in our food systems so it will not only sensitize the family but mm-hmm. it will also sensitize the whole society because youth is very influential so it will trigger high demand for locally produced products so youth role is very important and without youth role it's not possible to stand the food system not only in nepal in our region overall right so after hearing from you i believe that um, the listeners from ours also get inspired to work in the food sector since you have been mentioning the importance of youth engagement in the sectors of food system to be improved in the nearby future it's high time we bring many other youth to work in the sectors of food system and we hope that the government of ours and the other concerned stakeholders and authorities also look behind engaging more youth in the upcoming days and i believe that the words from you would obviously encourage at least few of our youths to work in the sectors of food system so with this we are almost at the end of our episode today anything that you would like to say before we end the session today any suggestions any recommendations or any messages or any stories that you would like to share with us yes sure i would like to clarify one thing yes standing food system will not only contribute to food security right as i mentioned standing food systems can contribute very significantly to six dimensions of food security uh, six dimensions as i mentioned availability accessibility utilization stability sustainability and agency so if we see indicators under all these dimensions so if we achieve these indicators diverse indicators several social economic and environmental indicators it means if we improve food systems keeping in view that we have to improve food security we have to achieve sustainable food security mm-hmm. it will not only improve food security in a sustainable way it will also contribute to achieving several other sustainable development goals related to agriculture social equity health safe water education infrastructure climate disaster risk reduction and poverty alleviation so how because all these food security dimensions they have several indicators all those indicators are actually cross cutting or you can say common indicators with other sustainable development goals also in short standing food systems will not only contribute to achieve sustainable food security but it will also contribute to achieve several other sustainable goals and one last message we actors including all stakeholders research academics students practitioners or actors in market 
we have collective social responsibility individuals cannot do anything collectively we can do everything so it's a social responsibility to do collective efforts not only to strengthen food system but also to contribute sustainable food security and development in nepal and in our region yes so thank you so much sir now with this we have come to the end of our today's episode it was great hearing from you it is really very important to understand the food systems food system is not only the sector of production or consumption as we mentioned earlier it is a multi-sectoral multi-dimensional and a wave structure that is to be identified and kept under consideration and priority by each and every sector it's high time we realize our responsibilities and start acting to protect and build a resilient and sustainable food system for all we hope that in the nearby future all the rising challenges would be overcome and many young people like us would join hands to achieve the sustainable food system we hope that it was a great session for our listeners as well uh, once again thank you so much from all of our sides dr abid for sharing your valuable time and wonderful stories and words with us We hope our listeners have enjoyed the session and have been encouraged to work in the sectors of food systems not from the levels of government not from the levels of communities or as um, a responsible stakeholder but as a responsible oneself as a responsible individual to ensure everybody's bright future we will be back with our next episode very shortly until then grow local buy local eat local and enjoy local stay safe and start acting green bye keep listening to radio and youth podcast